Welcome to Willborn's World. That's right, Willborn's World is on the air. Yeah. I'm the stress reliever, George Willborn. One side of me is Angela Stribling, the wonderful, illustrious, intelligent, and incomparable Angela Stribling. The other side of me, the solar <laughs> eclipse. <laughs> Your royal blackness is bad. Your royal blackness is bad. <laughs> Better known as Breon Goodson. We always started off with, in my opinion, every single week I have to give you my opinion on whatever it is Angela and Breon come up with. You guys, let me have it. All right, you know what? There's something. It happened a couple weeks ago, but I always wanted to hear your opinion. This whole Mike Epps, Kevin Hart feud. All right, all started when a fan... On his IG, I guess under uh, Mike Epps' IG, he mm-hmm. writes, Eddie Murphy, funnier than Kevin Hart still. Mike Epps comes back. Yeah, well, everybody is. Kevin Hart mm-hmm. is like, look, it's a shame everybody isn't selling tickets like me, though. Back and forth, back and forth. Kevin Hart writes, yeah. all I can say is that you're a sad individual. I talked to you several times face to face in an attempt to put this BS behind us. I even reached out to you like a man. Tried to get to the bottom of your bitterness. When will you realize my success has nothing to do with you or your journey? It goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. It is ugly, and I'm going to say this. Um... Kevin Hart and and Mike Epps both are, are my friends, good friends, uh, for a couple of decades now. Yeah. And when I say that we're, we're good friends, we are. And we're such good friends that the story, obviously, it, it disheartens me, but for reasons that the public may not understand. See, comedians, we're, we're a gang. We're, we're a serious, serious gang in a fraternity that I take very serious, you know, yeah. and I take my position in this gang very serious. So uh, what I think of it is I think it's, it's two brothers that need to take the time um, to thank God at how blessed they've been to be able to provide for their families, yes. how hard they both have worked to climb a ladder that is, is very difficult and very steep, very difficult to climb because you always got people trying to kick you off of that ladder. That's a tough career. And it is very, very tough. So for the two of them to have made it to the level of... Um, right. Our craft and and this um, and this industry, I hope that they would sit down and uh, get back to the brotherhood so. that is of of, of of being comedians. Now yeah. that's what Kevin Hart was saying though. He was saying that uh, that Mike Epps is more of that crab in the barrel, and he's the biggest crab. That was quoted by him. I feel that they that the words need to stop in public and the Instagram and the social media, and the words need to be happening on uh, someone's uh, uh, cafe table or someone's mm-hmm. couch gotcha. as they talk and and work Don't things out. Don't be public. Out. Don't go so public. With this it's not just about uh, adults. Adults, we love these guys. We love entertaining you guys, and grown folks enjoy all of our comedy no and what question. we do and the stress relieving I'm that we do. I'm always at your show, George. And you are, and I appreciate that, but they have to understand that kids also love these comedians. Yeah. I have to realize that all the comedians who know, yeah, the, the, we're doing grown folks comedy, but children are you watching You know what? You are so true. They're and, watching, they're looking up. And they're, they're being examples. I hope that they, they should be, we should be a better example yeah. for kids. Yeah, you're so right. You know, I'm so glad you brought up the children. Mm-hmm. Summertime, kids are sitting around at home. How do you get them off the couch? Any ideas? 
What so yes, what ways can we get the kids off How the couch can this we get summer? The kids in off the couch. I, I'm gonna tell you what. You're right. You 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 bring up the fact it's 2018. I think what what Breon is trying to suggest is that it's not like when I was coming outside. You go outside all day long. Your mom say, "Get your ass out there, go play." <laughs> right, go play. And you come out long. You make come home by the street lights. Come on. Neighbors and you can are sit out on, there. Neighbors there by there. But I, we don't live in that day and age anymore. People are afraid for their kids to be outside. You know, and hanging out. So you know, create some stuff inside. You know, bring some sand and like put it into one of the, like no, you know, get a whole bunch of uh, bags of oh, sand no. and put it in the living room and just you gonna have to clean up afterward. Make a little beach right in the living room. You know what I'm saying? Get some seashells. Go out to the actual beach and gather things around. Get a lawn chair or something, and you know, let them have a beach party right there in, in the, the living, living room. room. Yes, they're safe. How many black gone. mothers gonna allow I that? Think so. Hey, listen, listen. Long as they clean up mama. the sand, you know, that's gonna be the, the important part. Or let them go out to a park okay. and play, but a white park. You got to oh. let You got to be a white park. You know, with zip lines and 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 you know things that you know are what, water though, sprinklers. The thing is, these days they've got to worry about the folks calling the cops, even on the kids. That's right. But <laughs> <laughs> Your kids can play in the white park right up until the time the police come. Now, when oh, the police get there, when you hear the sirens, you know that somebody didn't call your Call ass the cops and called off for playing while black. Thank so you. <laughs> it has gotten to ridiculous proportions. It you really has. Do Angela. anything, and some random white person right. is going to try to go to your own pool, and somebody's going to call the cops on you. Try to do anything. Cut the grass. Cut the grass. Sell lemonade in front of your own house. Yeah. Somebody's going to call the caps on you. So. so I guess they're coming up with some some more things to do in regards to white people and um, and how we should handle this. What I do think, you think should happen? I think there's a couple things. If you're a white person and you, you call the police incorrectly mm-hmm. on a black person, I think a couple things should happen. Automatic fine. $500 for you mistaken... Um, someone that was uh, had a right to be there. Like All a right? Caucasian calling tax. Like a Caucasian calling tax. I like this. That's sound exactly of it. right. It's a Caucasian calling tax, a CCT. This is what we. <laughs> this is when, what this you is have when, here is a CCT. You got a, 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 a yes. clear, clear, clear picture of a CCT happening here, and we will fine you five hundred dollars. The next thing that happens after the fine, if you're caught and have a second offense, mm. you'll be forced to go live with a black family for. <laughs> Two weeks. Okay. They ain't gonna do that. That's gonna okay. make it stop. All right, that will put an end to this exactly. crap right away. Well, and not need... no good family, not no hustables. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You going? Deal. You going to Southeast DC or <laughs> Southside Chicago? <laughs> oh, you going to? Yes, right. You going? <laughs> you going to see oh, uh, the good time? Uh, uh, so you've called nine one one. Thank you for calling nine one one. If this is not a real emergency, please hang up. If this is deemed as a waste of time, then we'll be implementing a tax that is due upon completion of our services. Remember that 911 is for emergencies, not your insecurity. And we're going to have you read. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to sound a little something like that. Something <laughs> just like that. Man, in my opinion, I think this will all work out just fine. <laughs> I think you worked that out. Not, this is George Wilborn. That was in my opinion, and guess what? I'm going to give it to you again right here on Wilborn's World. 
this podcast is getting more and more exciting for me as we can continue to do different things. I'm a big, huge sports fan, as all, a lot of people know. And I also have, I own a student athlete. I say own because he's my son. Oh, I don't yes. actually own a slave or nothing. But. <laughs> Glad you clarified. Yeah, I, I clarified that. So he is uh, hosting this uh, segment and is featured with me. And it's called Be a Sport. Now, nice. Be a Sport is going to go from uh, players to coaches to NBA officials. Just We're going to cover the whole gamut when it comes to sports and kind of get an insider's view and peek about things. Our first guest, uh, George, I, a guy that I've been knowing for uh, many, many years, a couple of decades. He's got a few rings with the Chicago Bulls, and he is an absolute legend and one of the best to ever play the game. The one and only Mr. Cliff Livingston is on the line. <laughs> Man, dang. They make me feel special, boy. I'm, like, Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm going to do that again. Do that again. <laughs> What's up, Cliff? How are you, man? I'm all right, baby. How you been doing? I'm doing fine. Say hello to George Wilborn III. Mr. Cliff, how you feel? Lil' J. Lil' J. What's going on, man? How My man. <laughs> I got to say this to you, man. A lot of people... Uh, may not understand uh, how many years did you play NBA uh, professional ball, Cliff? I played professional ball thirteen years. I was blessed and fortunate to to be able to do that. You know, a lot of guys can't say they 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 played thirteen years or even played the NBA. So I'm blessed. It's so incredible, man. Those years uh, watching the Bulls when we were uh, winning those championships, you know, anyone from Chicago and even people all around the world, that team, those teams just captured the world and how you guys were winning and how you all was dominating the league. I'm curious to know uh, how do you feel about where the league is right now? You see all of the acquisitions. You see, obviously, uh, uh, LeBron James and him going to uh, L.A. and all of the shifts. How do you feel and how do you look? at the NBA now opposed to when you were playing and not just playing but winning championships what's the difference well you know everyone wants to compare the the different years and the different um, decades and it's hard to say the old style is better than the new style or the new style is where everything's going to go back to and all I could say is basketball is a, is a uh, evolution. It, it's always turning and it's always changing, mm -hmm. but it always goes back to where it started. And you know, right now, this is it's a guard-dominated league. Uh, league right now. Mm -hmm. And I think if the shift is going to come within the next three years, and then it's going to go back to inside out. Ah, right now, it's the big guys. outside in. I actually agree on that. I mean, with, with seeing what the Bulls are doing, I want to know how you feel about what the Bulls are doing and drafting Wendell Carter and trying to get that trend started back up with the Bigs. Well, you know what, and, and that's a good thing because the Bulls have to stick to their rebuilding process. That's the only frustrating thing that the fans and everyone have is they'll start down a path and then all of a sudden they'll deviate from that path mm -hmm. trying to be competitive with everybody else. You know, when, when you're rebuilding, sometimes you have to take three steps back to take four forward. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's, what, that's what the Bulls have to make sure they stay. They're on the right course now, rebuilding. Don't worry about 2019 and 2020. Start looking at 21, 22, 
that's what they you know need to focus on it and then stay focused on. Well, you know, Cliff, you've got the shift now. Uh, a lot of people are saying the shift has happened uh, when in regards to players going to the West Coast. Now you've got LeBron James over on the West Coast. You've got James Harden on the West Coast. You've got Stephon Curry. You've got Durant over on the West Coast. What do you think about and a restructuring of of the league? And what do you say in regards to especially a guy who won your championships and played the vast majority of your career in the East? What's your take on this whole East Coast dominated uh, league now? Well, you know what? <laughs> it, 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 it behooves me when everyone's crying about the, the West, is, you know, everybody stacking up in the West. Well, no one wasn't saying that when everyone's stacking up in the East because you had New York, you had Boston, you had Chicago, you had Atlanta. I mean, it, it was mostly back in the 90s was East Coast dominance. Yeah. So, it, it, like I said, everything changes, shifts back and forth. Before that, it was West Coast dominance. It's going to go back and forth. If they try to follow where everybody's going to go and change everything up to way, you know, make it all balanced, it's still going to be unbalanced. I don't care how you slice it, it's still going to be unbalanced. All I can tell you is right now, the East is going to be back in relevance because you look at what the 76ers are doing. I mean, they have a strong, young core. They sure do. Once they get that experience... They're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Then you got Boston. That's another young core of Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. All right. Now I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you something that's going to shock you. Watch out for New York. Mm. New York. <laughs> yes. That is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Watch out for New York. You may see Kyrie Irving. You may see uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, and maybe. Uh, Durant in New York in 2020-2019. Well, you know, all of those guys are up for free agency um, next year, right? That's what I'm talking about. And, <laughs> and we all know the, a year goes very quickly in the NBA. So, Cliff, we're going to be keeping a close eye on that. You look at right now, New York and Boston and L.A. Lakers have been out of the mix on a lot of the playoff stuff. Mm -hmm. And those are the three big markets. No doubt. Eventually, they're gonna take their heads out their butt and wake up, and then they're gonna they're gonna start putting pieces in play, uh, pieces of the puzzle in play, and then you're gonna look up and say, "Wait, where did that happen?" Because I mean, you look at New York, or you look at LA, uh, LA right now, with LeBron going there. You know, they're not gonna be contenders this year, no. by far. Mm -hmm. But what they're gonna do is they're tooling themselves up. You know, you got you got a Stevenson, you got a Rondo, you got LeBron. LeBron got some hard nosed players who going work and make everybody work in the, in the West. It ain't going to be no cakewalk for, for uh, uh, Houston or, or Golden State. They're going to work. They're going to get, they're going to get worked oh, out. Oh, yeah. They got, they, the got, they got players. Cliff, I, I got a personal question for you. Carmelo mm -hmm. has been one of my favorite players growing up my entire life, and I've I watched his game and, and, and seen the different things he's done. With this free agency and him probably leaving the, the Thunder, where do you see a best fit for Melo for the rest of his career? <laughs> Mello was a, was one of my favorite players, um, and I and I had him over LeBron way back when. But Mello has to grow up first of all. He has to grow up and, and quit making it about him and making it about the team. Mm -hmm. uh, once he starts doing that, he can land anywhere and, and play well. But until he does that, I don't see where he's going to fit in anywhere. Uh, he'll fit in on a team where that needs a, a a superstar or a name. He'll fit in there because then it'd be him. Right. But if he is looking for 
a ring, uh, a ring, or or fighting for a ring. He's got to give up himself first, and and that's what that's the only thing I see with Melo. He has to give up himself first. No doubt. Melo's older in age, so a lot of people doesn't look at him as someone that'll be around and and doing things for different teams for a long time. But with that, how do you feel? And this shift of the big three and, and other leagues coming up, how do you think that's going to affect the outcomes of post-NBA um, play? Well, I think that's a, the, the big three is a great uh, venue that, mm-hmm. that uh, Cuba's come up with. Uh, and, and the platform of that is is basically, you know, guys out of the league or just had, had a great stellar career, give them a last little hoorah before they go out, you know, before mm-hmm. they're not playing that game no more. Mm-hmm. And... What people don't understand is about the big three is there's going to be a three on three in the Olympics coming up, mm. and I think what Cuba's done right now is position himself to be one of the strong catalysts to help with the Olympics in the big three. You know, because like I said, once again, he's going to have the pipeline to get all the guys that he wants and where he wants them, not just in the United States, but in different countries. He's going to be setting up things in different countries to set that the Olympic big three up. So I, I think that's an awesome um, platform for these guys to have their last hoorah. I love it. All right, we're going to let you go on this, Cliff Livingston. Let, now, I know you're not big on predictions, but you give us your prediction. Here it is. You've got um, two rings. Who mm-hmm. will be wearing rings at the end of this next NBA season? What team will be sporting their new NBA championship rings? Well... I, I, I like Golden Chance, the Golden State's chances because they, they've they've added some more power to their uh, middle. Which, yeah, which, which, they which, they which, did. Uh, <laughs> yes, so, they you know, did. <laughs> I, um, so I'm I'm looking at Golden State, um, and it's going to be Golden State and Houston once again. Wow! Out of the East, it's going to be Seventy Sixers playing against one of those two. Well, playing against Golden State, really. Playing against Golden State. And then they'll be playing in the conference championship would be, I think it's going to be, it's probably be Boston. Wow. Strong predictions. That's a strong prediction. That would, that would be the first year with LeBron not being in the mix. So that's interesting to That's see. right. If your predictions uh, holds true, that would mean LeBron James' first season in nine years. Ten years. Ten years. Well, we'll see. Man, thank you so much, Cliff Livingston. You're a hell of a legendary basketball player, but you're a wonderful human being and a fantastic friend, man. So I appreciate you so much for for being with me on Wilborn's World, my son and I. First job together on air, be a sport, and you certainly have uh, been a sport. Thank you so much, Mr. Cliff Livingston. Man, you are quite welcome, George. You know, this is not going to be your last time that you you and your son working together. This is going to get bigger and better, and I see right now, George 1, George 3. Look out now, world. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Cliff, right. Livingston, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Wilborn's World Podcast. I am the stress reliever, George Wilborn, and thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm having such a wonderful time doing this show. This feature I'm doing now is called Wilborn's Wheel of Fame. Wilborn's Wheel of Fame. That's right. I've got friends of mine 
on a wheel, a magic little prize wheel. <laughs> and I've got their pictures up here, although you can't see it because it's a podcast. But I've got their <laughs> pictures up here on this wheel. I spin the wheel. Whoever the wheel stops on, Brian, Angela, whatever friend it is, yeah. I go into my phone, their personal phone number, uh. and I call them. I don't give a damn if they're on the set. I don't care if they are filming. <laughs> I don't care if they're now. in the tub. I'm calling right now. <laughs> and we got all kind of people on the wheel. We got Monique. We got... George Wallace, Will Downing, we got... I like it. Charles Barkley, we got all these people. I'm hoping we have somebody fun. we talked to Tommy Davidson over the oh, over nice. the weeks. We've talked to... And it is stopping. Pass some more to Adele Gibbons! Yeah. The queen of comedy herself, Adele Gibbons, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Nice. Very, very good friend of mine, and I will attempt right now. Now, Adele is from the west side of Chicago. I'm tell you, I'm, <laughs> let me tell you this. She's a very, very close friend of mine, all right? But okay. she keeps it... Uh, Totally 100, all right? <laughs> so this is a little bit of a nerve-wracking mm. call right here. I'm, I'm questioning this feature at this I point, see. but I'm going to go ahead and dial <laughs> okay. the number. Anyway, let's see. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh-huh. AT&T. Uh-oh. You have reached the hot mile. So if you're not <sighs> hot... You should hang up now. Peace and love. Let's <laughs> All right, let me hang up. She's such a freaking lady, huh? <laughs> All right, well, that's how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes they pick up, sometimes they don't. But that was my good friend Adele Gibbons, who we tried and attempted to call on Wilborn's Wheel of Fame. We'll try again on another week, and hopefully she'll pick up. Right now, you all go to her social media. Go to at Real Adele Gibbons at her Instagram and her Twitter and tell that George Wilborn from the Wilborn's World <laughs> podcast was trying to call her on yes. Wilborn's Wheel of Fame and her ass didn't pick up. So hit her up right now and let her know how y'all feel about her not picking up for my damn segment. Okay. All right? I appreciate it. We'll try this damn wheel again next week. <laughs> Tell them, George. <laughs> and now it's time to get deep. Thank you, Lord, for the fur and the silk. Thank you, Lord, for the bone of the milk. Thank you, Lord, for the planet and its tilt and kilts. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to Wilborn's World on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. I'm the stress reliever George Wilborn at AURN.com.